0: You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Podcast and be sure to visit CollectedPodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 23 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I am so excited to share with you a conversation um, with my new friend, Jenny Randall. We met at the um, Brave Women's Conference back in Jacksonville in June, and uh, I bought her book and I am just obsessed with her books now, and I'm so excited to talk more with her. Um, Her latest book is Flash Theology that she'll be talking about with us today um, and just sharing more of her walk with the Lord. So Jenny, welcome to the show. Hey Jess, thanks for having me on. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, As we get started today, I was wondering if you could share with us how you came to know the Lord. Ooh, okay. So I was raised in the Catholic faith,
1: And I went to Sunday school. I did my confirmation. I did the whole, the whole nine yards. And, um, but there was this moment where I realized I didn't understand anything. Like I didn't know the difference between Jesus and the Holy spirit. And like, I just, I didn't know. I don't looking back. It's like, did I even care? Probably not. Sorry, Lord. I didn't at the time. So then at 18, uh, my field hockey coach, which is a sport a lot of Southerners don't know about. Do you know about field hockey? Do
0: you <laughs> yes, know but, but I grew up in the North.
1: <laughs> oh, oh so, okay. I grew up in upstate New York. Where were you? Where did you grow up?
0: Michigan. Okay. So, All right. I don't actually Close. know if my school had field hockey, but I know of it. Maybe just for movies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, basically you run around. It's basically soccer with a little ball and a stick. So you run around, whatever. My coach invited our teams to church, which it was public school. It was wild and crazy. Anyways, I ended up going to this play called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yep. and And I was 18 and I heard the gospel presentation for the first time. And I gave my life to Jesus and like everything. I remember like walking out those doors and just like, I was praising the Lord that the grass was green, like Uh everything changed. And, and the question the preacher posed was at the end of that play was, if you walk out these doors and get hit by a truck, do you know where you're going? Totally loaded question. I personally would never use that question to minister the gospel But in my 18-year-old life, I never considered that. I never had that thought. Like, where am I going, heaven or hell? So it just like opened this whirlwind of conversation and like understanding who Jesus was and everything has changed since. So that's Mm. how I became a Christian.
0: Wow. Did that have like a ripple effect into your family? That had an, an
1: interesting ripple effect because... I was raised in the Catholic faith and this was uh, in a Pentecostal church. So Mm -hmm. they're, they're very different in demonstration. So it was like night and day for my parents. And I think we were all kind of figuring out what this new normal looked like for me. Yeah. Um, So that, yeah, that was a growing season.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So as you continue to, I guess, navigate this and, grow in your, I'm assuming you grew in your walk with the Lord, because here we are today. Um, Yes. What (laughs) happened next, and how, like, what path did he have you on next?
1: Yeah, so my faith really became established throughout the college years, and I ended up moving out after graduating from college and working in the entertainment industry, which I felt called to uh, my my dream was to work as a video editor and I ended up doing that. And it was like my dream career. It was so fantastic and fun. And then I began serving in ministry and helping, uh, uh I was a part of this mega church and I was on the video team and like leading it. And it was just so fun. And I learned that church can also be fun and it can be creative. And I was just growing so much in my faith. And this was a non-denominational church at the time. And I remember just like, being like, okay, oh, hey, Lord, like whatever, whatever you want for me, I'll do it. And I remember when I first became a Christian, I was journaling one day, and I felt as if he said, you know how you have that thought in your spirit, and you're like, okay, this must be God, because it's totally left field. I felt as if God said, uh, Jenny, you will impact all aspects of media, and you're going to mm-hmm. do it for me. And it wasn't up until oh. this point in my 20s, that I looked back and began reflecting like, oh, I see where he's used me to impact all forms of media. I was a DJ on the radio in when I was 18 and 19, like ridiculous stuff. I made a TV show in college that was in the local um, station. And it was a Christian show going out like around our College in the community. And here I was like impacting the movie industry and like the studios and, and then he took me on this trajectory of like working. Oh, my, my dog just amen that moment. Yes. Okay. Well, she's, sorry. She's like such a needy little dog. I apologize.
0: Oh my gosh. So then she's I was, so cute. Was Listeners go watch the YouTube video so you can see this adorable <laughs> dog.
1: Live awkward moments yeah. with my puppy. Um, so, yeah, the Lord just had me impacting all these different forms of media. I was in uh, developing book covers for a season, and but it was in when I was in my dream job as the editor that I truly felt called to be a speaker. That's literally all I heard the Lord say, and it was this moment where I felt called to move more from behind the scenes to in front, and I didn't want to do it, so there was that. <laughs>
0: Wow. So I, first of all, as you're talking, I feel like there's someone out there who feels like their story is just this string of very disconnected experiences. And yet I feel like God is trying to remind them right now, like I have a purpose in all of it. One day you're going to see how every single one of these seemingly random things actually connects into one great grand purpose for his kingdom. So I don't know who's out there, but if that strikes a chord with you, just hang on to that. You may not see it come to fruition for many years yet, but know that like God doesn't do things on accident. Like he does things with a purpose. And so things that seem odd to us might make sense one day, (laughs) which sounds like what happened in your life.
1: I love I loved how you summarized that because now looking back, Gosh, 20 years later, I've been saved over half my life now and I can look back and connect the dots, yeah. you know? But in in the moment of like, oh lord, what are do you doing? Know? It seems so complicated and then you're just like, oh, yeah, that connection goes here and this, it's just it's beautiful a beautiful tapestry of what he's writing for everyone's individual stories that it's wild to think that he's the author of them all, which is a whole different conversation. But crazy,
0: yeah. Because you've authored a few books right now, but imagine if you had to author all of them. (laughs) That's a big undertaking. All the books in the world. All the books in the world. We'd be a little busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have any stories? Yeah, all creative. I'll end with perfect redemption. Um, (laughs) Do you have any like I don't know word or hope or encouragement for someone who feels really discouraged by where they're at in life right now like they feel like God has given them a vision of something he has planned for them and they're just not there yet
1: oh my gosh I feel like story my life first of all I feel like we we're never going to arrive so like pressure's off as Christ Mm -hmm. followers we arrive when we're face to face with Jesus himself So like this striving and like this, this wanting more, it's like a natural in our natural fabric of how we are, I guess, as humanity. But just taking that pressure off is huge. And I remember I, I found such peace when I heard this question in the Westminster Catechism, which is so a catechism is a summary of Christian beliefs. And the question is, what is the chief end of man? Have you heard this? I don't know. I don't think so. You're such a good Bible teacher. I I thought for sure you would have had the whole catechism memorized.
0: (laughs) I mean, I've heard of catechism, but I don't know it all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, totally put you on the spot. So the answer to that loaded question is like, what is the goal of humanity? Their answer is to glorify and enjoy God.
0: Mm.
1: And when I heard that, I was like, oh my goodness, if that's the goal yeah. to glorify and enjoy God, if that's what I'm doing when I'm changing my baby's diaper and I have good attitude I'm doing my purpose when I do the dishes and I'm not bitter about it and like Wah, road raging, I'm, I'm doing my purpose when I'm writing a book and I find the joy in it. Cause it's really hard. I'm like walking out my purpose and just having that, in my mindset, like, okay, that's all, like, enjoy God, glorify him. And we glorify him with the actions of our life. When we're showing godly fruit, we're walking in his power, when we're figuring out what his will is and just trying to align with it. We're not going to get it right, but praise the Lord for repentance. Right. And like the Holy spirit. And that just blew my mind, literally like changed the game for me. And it brought such a freedom in my life to take greater risks and to believe that God could use little me as I continue just to see what he has.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like, that's a really good catechism answer. Um, my <laughs> answer would have been love God, love others. But that one is even more like all encompassing. And then to yeah. add the like enjoyment of God is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we,
1: we can make things so like work-based. So, or like we want to strive to earn God's approval. But when we remember, we're allowed to enjoy him. We're allowed to be in creation and simply observe the beauty that he has. We're allowed to Sabbath and rest with our people and talk about what God's doing and like celebrate how he's moving. That's enjoying God and yeah, so I, I think I like that you brought that up too.
0: Yeah. Thanks. I once heard a sermon where the pastor was talking about, you know, when you're with little kids and you do something fun and then they just want you, like you throw them in the air, then they want you to toss them in. again, again, do it again, do it again. And we as humans can get very weary of that, of like, okay, once more, we've done this five times <laughs> and I'm done. But then the pastor said, but God never tires of you saying, do it again, dad. Like with the sunsets and the sunrise and the beauty of creation, just everything we enjoy of Him, He never tires of us just finding pleasure in it and saying like, do it again, Lord. Let me see your glory again. So I like that too.
1: I love how you describe that because it's a reminder to me that that's us worshiping Him. Mm -hmm. Like do it again, Lord. Like, let let me see your glory. Let me let me honor you in it and be like, what's the word? Like lay our, like in awe of who God is. That's really what that is. And that's such such an act of worship.
0: Delight is an act of worship. It's as simple as that. Um, That'll be the little heading of that section on the blog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what are some things you've had to release in order to continue to say yes to God? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, my ego is probably mm-hmm. <laughs> the biggest one. So when, when I felt called into speaking, I remember, uh, and I shared this story at the conference we both spoke at. So you probably already heard it, but for those of us that weren't there, uh, so I felt called into speaking and my friend, I told one person, one person, cause you know, dreams are fragile and you're like trying to figure it out. And that friend said, why would you do that? Why would you be a speaker? So like, like innocently said, why would you do that? And I twisted those words to you're literally the worst person in the world, Jenny. You're not called to do this. You don't have any skills. Like every excuse I could make in the book uh, I had. And it delayed me Mm. for, for a decade. I even stumble saying that because it's embarrassing and like, Lord, take the shame. But for a decade, all the excuses were wrapped up in myself. And I had this come to Jesus moment where conviction is real. And I felt the Lord like really humble me to my knees and say, Jenny, you've been asking the wrong question. It's not who do you think you are, but who do you think I am? And that was like, oh my goodness, I think you're worthy. Oh, I could cry. God, I think you're worthy of my whole life. And I think you're worthy to be worshiped through my gifts and talents and mm-hmm. through figuring out what this actually looks like. And simply because God invited me to do something, I want to, I want to be a woman that says yes. Yeah. And that was such a humbling experience to say, God, I'll, I'll just trust you. I'll mm-hmm. trust you. And I've seen him fill every single gap where I lack, which is a lot. I've seen him resource me in wild and crazy ways that I never have imagined. I've seen him giving me words when I'm like stuttering Stanley and my brain's going crazy in a million different direction. He He gives me the words to say, and I've seen him bring healing in so many different ways and through the position he's placed me. And it's mind blowing that he would use us in that way and all we have to do is just humble ourselves and say God I trust you I'll do it
0: yeah so what do you say to that listener out there who's thinking okay yeah but you were already really accomplished and you don't know my story and the things I've done and God would never use me and I'm so unworthy like I I'm not good enough what would you say to that person
1: that that's um I say this with love, but even that question is making it about us,
0: Mm. right? I'm not
1: good enough, but is God good enough? Yeah. And I uh, actually got to preach this past weekend. And one of the things that I was teaching was that in the creation story, when we refer to darkness, we often, as a Christian metaphor, talking about sin or um, eternal torments or like the darkness of our souls. And the thing that we often forget is that God was in the darkness before the torment took it over.
0: And Mm -hmm. I like
1: to remind myself and everybody else that the darkness can be a placeholder for the unlimited potential of God to pour out in our lives. And for us to say, God, let your light shine in this area where my soul feels so burdened, where I feel so heavy laden, where I can't go on, where I feel like I have shame or sin or fill in the blank." Insecurity, and he can turn that to good. He can turn it. He can turn the lights on, and he can radically change everything and, and transform that because he he was there first.
0: Yeah. Wow, I've never thought of it like that. That part of like the darkness being filled with unlimited potential, and God was there, and that mm, that's good. Um. So, let's see. I want to talk about your book, but first, I think I want to, there's a couple more questions. Um, has there been a time, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but where even when you started to like see the pieces coming together and you started to get the speaking gigs and write the book, where you still question the path that you were on and, or like any time that you had to wrestle through that and still like combat those doubts?
1: Uh, uh, every, every time, <laughs> every time I step on a stage and speak, I mm-hmm. wrestle with that. I literally just asked friends. i ministered at their church yesterday. And, um, I said, do you guys ever fake retire this ministry calling and they didn't understand the question. I don't, I don't think they did, but because uh, I do it all the time in my mind. I'm like, this is so hard. Mm. Uh, but again, even saying that, I'm making it about myself, right? Like yeah. I can't do this. Um, But I will tell you, God fills those gaps every single time. Mm. So I never feel equipped, even though I'm prepared. Like I, I try to do everything with excellence. I'll try to show up. I do my research. I make sure in my job, it's like biblically correct, because what I do, it's like, you know, if you're sharing the Bible with people, you got to make sure you're not just making stuff up. Um, But I know everyone's job is different, right? So in the context of the listener and what they feel called to do, when we begin to feel so confident and when we're so like, I got this, I think that's when we need to check ourselves and say, well, are we, are we letting God get this? Mm-hmm. Because if there isn't fear, if we don't have a fear of the Lord in this, or if we're so confident I believe we're not dreaming big enough and I believe he has more for us so he can fill in those spaces and those gaps and and, and create more things in and through us
0: that's really convicting <laughs> you're supposed well, to you be, have books
1: in you you're supposed you be like to be speaking to my million listeners. books in you and I'm just waiting for you to be like okay Jenny, I'm ready for you to help me write a book because you you are you just are one of the best Bible teachers I have heard. And I've heard a lot. You are a woman who knows the word, loves the Lord is filled with the Holy spirit. You're so sweet. And I'm like, why isn't she writing 6 million books? Like (laughs) I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm in line. I'm sure your listeners are in line. And Uh um, I see that over your life in the future and the Lord using you in that way. And I don't know if he was just convicting you in regards to that, but Hopefully, I was because I'm waiting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I'm crying. Um, thank you, and I received that, and I alt- I don't want to. I- I'm very comfortable right now. Like listeners, this might just turn into a therapy session real quick. But like I was going to say, <laughs> should we do therapy? Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead. We're trying new thing to today. I'm uh-huh. very comfortable. With what I have on my plate, I can manage it all. I feel like I'm good at it. It, I it leans into my strengths. I do two episodes a month. I teach, you know. I have little side hustles, and it's all easy. And taking on something else or giving up something to go a different direction feels very scary. And I know that every other week I preach on the podcast, like you gotta give God your yes and he'll blow your mind and he'll give you what you need every single day. And then I'm sitting here like, but I don't know where to start. And so I keep booking guests and I keep doing what's right in front of me and I feel like I'm honoring God with it, but I do feel this push of like, okay, this season has to come to an end if I wanna move into what's next. So, I just said that on recording.
1: Let me ask you this Are we talking about the same thing? Like, do you feel called to write Bible studies or books? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Okay.
0: She <laughs> said it, everybody. I said it. Yeah. And I have to be very transparent that I felt like I was supposed to start this summer and I didn't. And I watched the whole series of The West Wing. When I could have written a Bible story.
1: <laughs> no, it's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, I had two months where I literally was doing nothing. I mean, I worked on the podcast. I started selling beauty counter. I did some hand lettering. Like I just distracted myself for two months. Yeah. When. Because that's safe. Because it's safe. And I, I felt so tired. I feel like I deserved a rest.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, you know, and we do need to rest. And but I, don't, I feel like I was, I was also disobedient. And I'm sorry, Lord. Like I, yeah. and I'm sorry to my listeners who I preach this every other week, and yet I didn't do it. I didn't do what I said, what I encourage other people to do.
1: So, so here's the beauty (laughs) of the Lord. This is like live, this is live therapy and I'm loving Mm -hmm. it. Repentance is when you turn from something, right. And and you go closer to God. So you're turning, you're turning from this this disobedience of distracting yourself from what you feel called to do. So what is like one action step? And you don't have to say it here live on air. You can pray about it, but like what, and, and anybody, so many people listening are like, I've been there. I'm in there. I'm doing that right now. Like so many people can connect to what you're saying. So it's not just you. Yeah. But the, the question that should follow that repentance is, okay, Lord, what is the one? Because if you get a, a vision of like a million books, you're never going to get it done. That's so overwhelming. Or like you can get the big vision, but if you can't get that one next step, you're going to be paralyzed from any momentum. So it's like, Lord, Holy spirit, I'm just going to pray right now, show Jess and anyone else that's in the same boat, that one next step they need to be obedient to and equip and empower them to do it. And then after they do that, Lord, give them the next step and the next step and the next step. And you will be so surprised when you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, the whole book is done. The whole X, Y, Z is done. And he'll just continue to pour out more vision and and more strategy in your life as you tackle the things he asks of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good and that's true. <laughs> and and I scary. mean, he gave me—I know the topic. He gave me what it, is it?
1: What you is it? What you preached on at sister sisters <sighs> in Christ or not? Yes,
0: that would be part of it. So, well, wait, <sighs> uh, so I guess sort of. Not really. I forgot what I talked okay. about for a second. But I just know be, you had a
1: really cool chart and I'm a chart person, so I'm oh like I'm you. loving her life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um it would be about cuz I do a lot of deep dives on the different names of God and post them to the Instagram and we talk a lot about that on the podcast. And so um it would be around the names of God, which is some also kind of ties into your flash theology book which we will get to. We won't talk yeah, about me the whole I'm not time. Worried.
1: I'm not worried about it, but don't share all your book ideas Yeah,
0: because
1: we'll pitch it to agents soon enough.
0: So that's just kind of, it's taking content that I've been hashing through on the podcast and putting it into something that a small group could do based on certain, like pulling certain episodes where they'd listen to the episode and then there'd be like readings and discussion to go along with it. So it's kind of, it's like dipping my toe in. I don't have to write a whole book yeah. first. I can just take mm-hmm. the things I've already created and put them in a different format. I love I that. Know. Work smarter, not harder, but I worked not at all. So that wasn't good. But, I, but I, my I'm first, forgiven and we're moving forward.
1: We're moving forward. Listen, my first book was self-published. I had a mentor. She's like, you can she said, why aren't you dreaming bigger? She didn't say it like that. Let me rephrase. My mentor said, I believe you can traditionally publish. And with that, it'll go out farther. But she said, but you need to pray about and ask the Lord what he wants you to do. And I was like, that thought is too scary. And I'm going to self-publish. And I, that was what I did first. And Mm -hmm. from that, it came from a sermon I gave. So my first self-published book was came from a sermon that I spoke at, at a conference. And the day the book came out, I carried it to a, a writer's event. A literary agent saw it, signed me, contract in hand, got me a book down like three months later. So who in the world knows what God is doing other than yeah. God himself? All we can do is say yes and amen. I'll take that step of obedience.
0: And watch Les West Wing.
1: Why? Yeah, and recycle all of the content you've already
0: dreamed of. Yeah, That's yeah. Work smart. Um, okay, so enough about me. <laughs> and back to you. <laughs> Your newest book is Flash Theology. Could uh-huh. you tell us a little bit about how this came to be? Like, why this topic? Ah. Why now? What's the heart behind the book?
1: So I co-wrote it with Brandon Berkshire, who is a pastor, also my brother-in-law, and he has been a theological editor on all my books. So he would come in after I wrote them and do like a deep dive and making sure that they were biblically accurate. We'd um, sometimes take things a step further. And he was just really instrumental in the development of some of those. And so Flash Theology is a project we dreamed in together. We always wanted to write together. And as we were, and I'll always like at family parties, uh, we'll be the nerds in the corner. And they're like, let's talk about the Bible. And like, "What do you see the Lord doing here? And like my husband's had to have been like, can you guys like not talk ministry talk for a couple minutes? Can we talk about (laughs) something else? And like, we're those people. So Brayden and I were like, we need a place to land our ideas. So we just dreamed into this book and it's really the best, of both of our brains because my brain is more visually like I like to to take these really big ideas and say how can we simplify them and create them for a visual learner to digest and he, he's just like he's a professor in academia like he's so I mean you would love him if you met him um so just us talking through the concepts together we were like we gotta we got to do this together and I have found in my line of work, mostly with women, that the word theology is so terrifying for a lot of people because it has this stigma that in order to say, I'm a theologian, you have to be a genius, like grad level PhD. And literally, theology is just the study of God.
0: Mm. So if you
1: open your Bible you're studying about God. You are a theologian. So even that like taking ownership of that and like learning to study the word is so instrumental and should be as we grow closer to Christ and like in this faith journey. Um, So I'm rambling, but uh, flash theology is a combination of our brains and it's 31 days of understanding who God is, uh, what that means to us and how we can apply that into our lives.
0: Mm, that is awesome. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, so as you were writing this and just digging into all this theology, um, what surprised you? Like, what did God teach you that just blew your mind?
1: Oh, man. I, so, you know, when you write a book, you got to read it a lot. So <laughs> we we must have read that thing, I don't know, 20 times by the time we had it in hand, like the hard copy um, like full, full reads and maybe more than 20, but it, gosh, I could cry. This past three years has been a really hard season with some circumstances in my life, like health wise and just like some instabilities with that. And, and the stability of the truth of who God is Mm -hmm. like, I like nothing can, nothing can shake us when we know who God is. Yeah. And having that stabilizing, those stabilizing truths in my life of knowing, okay, well, my world feels so broken right now, but I know that God is a healer. Like it literally is a character trait of who he is. I will still worship him for that. Like, God, you are a healer and I love you and you're, you're healing me. And I'm in the mm-hmm. process of being fully healed and I will worship you for it. And I will celebrate my friends who get instantly healed and I won't be jealous. Lord, I repent if I am, but like, you yeah. know, it's just this constant, like refinement as we know who God is and just so many truths, like God is friends. Like that's the most comforting. Like I can just be with him and be okay. Yeah. And I can tell, I can swim my guts. And he's going to help me through it. And just holding on to these key truths in a season when the world seems so unstable has helped stabilize my faith in a way that it's just, it's, I I preach this all the time. I'm like, I am in a season of desperation. Like, God, I'm desperate to see you move, but I'm not in a season of doubt or discouragement. And there's a big difference.
0: Yeah. And
1: when you know the truth of God, you will not be shaken.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That is so good. And I mean, the reminder that we need to tell ourselves over and over. And like what I tell myself or remind myself every day, if I'm walking through something hard or a struggle— is that there's nothing that can come up against me that can take away the one thing that matters, which is my yeah. salvation in Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. even if like I have some health issues, even if my health does fail, I end up in heaven. If something bad happens, <laughs> I end up in heaven. The worst case scenario always ends up in heaven. So it's really not <laughs> that bad. <laughs>
1: that
0: might be yeah, this, taking okay. light of it, <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and the fancy word is for all you theologians is we we have this eschatological hope, right? This end time mm-hmm. hope yes. that God will finish what he started. Yeah. And he is leading us to the ultimate redemption, restoration, and he will definitely finish what he started and we'll see him in heaven. Like yeah. praise the Lord.
0: Yeah. It's so good. Um, So we are almost out of time because I commandeered our podcast episode for my own therapy. Um, But before I let you go, what is a final thought or word um, or something I missed that you would like to leave us with today?
1: Oh wow. Um, I think No pressure. (laughs) uh, I think as we take risks for the Lord, big or small, they're all equally significant. Uh, Having this reminder that God is who he says he is, and like keeping him at the forefront and letting his truth shape every facet of who we are, uh, you'll be able to step into all he has uh, Mm -hmm. and that purpose of enjoying and glorifying God or loving God, loving others, whatever brings you that like clarity of, I'm gonna do it, just hold on to that. And when you keep God center, when you keep Christ center, like everything flows from that. And if that's all, if that's what we do, praise the Lord, we're walking, we're walking in His will, right? Yes,
0: yes, amen. Jenny, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. The Collective Podcast is sponsored in part by Beauty Counter. Use the link in our show notes to shop for all of your clean beauty needs, and 10% of the profits will go directly back to benefiting the podcast. Also, use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off of your first purchase. What a great conversation with Jenny that went in a very different direction than I had originally planned. Um... But thank you for your grace and for listening and um, sticking with me through all of this. And I'm trying to be more transparent and also share where I'm at. And that when I have shortcomings and um, the things I'm wrestling with and struggling with and avoiding, um, so thank you for your grace. And I just—there mm, was so much goodness in everything Jenny was sharing. And so— I hope that something sunk in deep deep into your soul today and that you feel encouraged and inspired and that you just feel the grace of the Lord. Like if you have been avoiding that thing that you felt like he told you to do, it's not too late. You can still turn to him. He is there and it's never too late to start. Just give him Your yes, ask Him what your next first step is. Um, I love that Jenny reminded us, you don't have to see the whole path. Just take the next first step and then God will give you the next one. Um, And so identifying that, you know this is back to the basics of what collected was founded on. From the very beginning, it was about encouraging women to trust in the Lord, give Him their yes and pray for that next first step. Just take the first step. And then God will give the next one. I've literally been teaching this for five years. Um, We're nearing the end of season five, which is insane. And yet, even still, I fail to follow it myself. You know, it just goes to show that we need the grace of the Lord every single moment of every single day because we will fall short. But the beautiful thing about walking in the Lord is that He never leaves us. He never tires of loving us and pouring out His goodness and providing that next step when we turn to Him. And so, um, yeah, I just, I hope you're inspired. And I was just so delighted by that reminder of of God's delight in us and that our delight in Him is worship. I mean, how beautiful is that? So I had lots of challenges for you today. One, take the next first step, even if it's a tiny, tiny baby step. Maybe it's just a toe forward, but take that today. If you can identify it today, take it tomorrow. and then also today I challenge you to take some time to just delight in the Lord. Maybe you can delight in some aspect of his creation or in something in his word or, um, in, in a friend or family member that he's placed in your life that you just find joy in. I just pray that you direct that delight toward the Lord and see it as an act of worship and just enjoying his creativity and who he is and all the gifts he's given us that sometimes we we forget to recognize them as gifts because, you know, the sun rises every day. Why would I praise the Lord for the sunrise? It's like, well, because he did it again. He did it again for us and he'll do it again tomorrow. And that right there is a reason to to delight and to worship him. Um, So I hope you're having a great week. And uh, I'll be back in two weeks. We are nearing the end of season five. So if you have ideas for season six, topics you would like me to cover in my own um, solo episodes, names of God you want me to dive into with you um, or guests that you would recommend. I would love, love, love your feedback as I continue to plan and prepare for the next season. Um, so I'm sending you lots of love and prayers this week. See you next time, bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries.